1984. What a year, right? This film is by far the most stereotypically 80s movie on the list. And for a very long time, this was my favorite slasher villain. Up until, up until I, I guess up until I really got sick of him. A Nightmare on Elm Street debuted in 1984. Written and directed by Wes Craven. A Nightmare on Elm Street is an interesting little movie because if you haven't seen it, or maybe you saw it once, you probably forgot that my boy Johnny Depp is in it for some reason. Young Johnny Depp, who just hot off his heels from doing the original 21 Jump Street. You know, it's weird. Well, anyway, I mean, it totally takes you out of the movie when you see uh, Jack Sparrow in the movie. It's, it's bizarre. Uh, he gets sucked up into a bed and exploded onto a ceiling. It's really weird. In case you're unfamiliar with the plot of A Nightmare on Elm Street, which I don't think many of you are, so this will be brief. But in case you're unfamiliar with the plot, a bunch of teenagers start having nightmares. Go figure. Of a disfigured man wearing a glove covered in knives, chasing them. In a way to get away from him, they decide to take some sort of stimulant to stay awake. And the longer they stay awake, their brain starts misfiring and they begin having waking nightmares where they will see uh, this being hunting them. This being, of course, is the great Freddy Krueger. Well, since all the teenagers begin having the same nightmare of the same guy, they start looking into this name, figuring out what the deal is. Soon, the teens actually start dying. They will be killed in the dream world and die in the real world. Spooky. Well, they uncover this history that Freddy Krueger used to go by Fred Krueger, and he used to work at the local school. With children. The parents are reluctant to talk about what happened. And then the teens discover that their parents, the ones meant to protect them, had actually attacked this teacher for hurting and possibly molesting these kids. Now the kids that he was accused of being inappropriate with are the teens in the movie. The parents then with no evidence at all, decided to attack the school, chase Fred, and burned his house down around him, thus disfiguring him. Well, I would like to take a quick aside. Let's just take real quick. And I want to talk about the fact that this really happened in the 80s. Not the burning a man alive part. But in 1980, in Bakersfield, California, uh, the Kern County uh, Satanic Panic was in full swing when several young girls from a certain daycare were, it came out later, were coached by their grandparents to state that the school's administrators had been practicing demonic worship and engaging in sex orgies. This, of course, was all proven false, 
but it resulted in many that worked at the school being convicted. It, the sentences have been since overturned, but their lives were ruined because of false allegations from children being coached to say certain things. Now, that was the backdrop of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Interestingly enough, Wes Craven did not take the more historically accurate route, and he decided to take, oh, these kids must have just faked it to get the guy in trouble. And that's what it leads you to believe. And then at the end, the reveal is that, no, Freddy Krueger was a pedophile. Ha! That's the twist. It's sad. Well, he's bent on revenge of punishing the parents by taking all of their children from them. Permanently. And the only way he can do that is in their dreams, because he's cursed for being so terrible and murdered. Well, that's his purpose in life. And he decides to hunt these teens down. And what made Nightmare on Elm Street so memorable was, of course, the music, the high-wave synth throughout the film is overpowering and highly endearing. The uh, practical effects were pretty ingenious and clever. And Robert England, the uh, actor for Freddy, he loved the classic film effects because they had to be very well thought out. They had to be very clever with how they did it because they wanted to do very impossible things. They wanted to have a hallway turn into uh, molasses. They wanted to have Freddy lean through a wall as if it was paper. It's fascinating what they did, and if you're looking into filmmaking, I would spend some time looking at how they did the effects of A Nightmare on Elm Street. It's very cool. Uh, they had to be really ingenious with what they wanted to do on film and how they wanted it to look. We would say it's kind of cheesy nowadays, but they did a good job. The Nightmare on Elm Street remake, of course made by Michael Berg, was nothing new. It was... It was Almost a by-the-numbers remake. I liked it the best of all the remakes of these 80s slashers. It took a more uh, slow-build mystery horror, similar to It Chapter 1, where there's this threat and you get your very predictable moments of of what I would call a high-end horror, where it's scary because it's threatening, not because it's necessarily scary. It's more loud than scary. But... It leads you to solving this mystery. It was not Robert England, and I'll be honest, he did a good job, the other guy. I don't remember the other guy, because who cares? Uh, He was good, and and he had a much more subtle menace to him than Robert England did. Robert England had a more outlandish menace to him, a little more cartoony, and that's where the 1984 style of that film kind of shows off, is Robert England is a character actor, And he's a bit much. Unlike our other two slasher films I discussed, Halloween and Friday the 13th, in this slasher, the monster has a voice, and he uses that voice a lot. You see, by this point in cinema, it was well established that the monster brings in the money. The identity of the monster is how you sell and how you advertise. You see, Robert England stepped into the world of Freddy Krueger and never left. The outlandish Robert England proceeded to be the identity of Freddy Krueger for the next decade and a half. In fact, in the later sequel, reboot, remake, whatever you call them, uh, Freddy vs. Jason, 
he still plays Freddy Krueger. It wasn't until the full reboot, remake, ah, Hollywood, stop. A Nightmare on Elm Street in which Robert England was replaced with someone with much more subtle menace to them. You see, in Freddy vs. Jason, uh, Robert England's outlandish performance is matched by whatever lunk played Jason Voorhees who did not make a noise. And unfortunately, that creates a dynamic in which you really see the black and white difference of the early slasher films. The threat was a silent, unknown intruder versus the threat is this cartoon. And Freddy vs. Jason unfortunately suffered from the fact that it wanted to have a big battle between the two, but it couldn't afford to have a two-hour big battle between the two. So it had about an hour and a half of nonsense of a Friday the 13th interlaced with A Nightmare on Elm Street, and then then they fought. It wasn't very good. It, it didn't work to what it could be, and I'll be honest, it could have been very good. And I wouldn't be surprised if they decided to do that idea again, because the idea could have been a lot of fun. And when I was young, I was too young to see the movie as it was R-rated. But I always wanted to see it because it looked interesting. And then when I did see it much later in life, I enjoyed it. It was one of the most fun things. It's like watching two beings that you had on a pedestal that were considered these insane beings who could control their universes. When they clash... It's goofy, and it's kind of silly, but you're kind of excited. It was like, uh, yeah, I was never the biggest Marvel fan. Uh, They had some really good movies, and they had some really bad movies. I never liked the cartoony aspect of a lot of Marvel movies. But when I went to see Avengers Endgame, holy moly, it was fun to see all those characters in one movie. It's that kind of deal. So I get why it was made, but it wasn't scary. And it certainly could have been a lot better. It it was as if it knew what it wanted to do, but boy, did it not know how to do it. But this is not a review of Freddy vs. Jason, so let's get back to the original A Nightmare on Elm Street. Ultimately, what A Nightmare on Elm Street shows is that Hollywood realized after making some very good horror movies built on silence and suspense, that the way you make money with teenagers who just want to watch a date night horror movie is you create a cartoon villain in a real world. And that resulted in the less than scary, more uh, endearing (laughs) A Nightmare on Elm Street. Very much a product of its time, And as a result, the remakes never quite land. 